Hello and welcome to the Everything Phil Collins podcast. Thank you so much for listening and I encourage you to subscribe if you enjoyed this week's episode. I also want to let you know that these podcasts are actually taken from our YouTube channel and you can find out more about our YouTube videos by going to everythingphilcollins.com where you'll get a link to watch all of our videos there as well as some of the other cool stuff that we have on our website, everythingphilcollins.com. But I just wanted to let you know that this was originally a YouTube video and so when I'm talking about certain visuals or if I'm holding something up to the camera, you might be missing out on that. So if you want to watch these episodes as videos, go to everythingphilcollins.com or just enjoy today's podcast episode. Honestly, I am literally blown away by the results of this survey. Like, honestly, just especially the albums, just totally shocked. Okay, welcome to a new episode of Everything Phil Collins. Today, I'm going to share with you the results of a recent uh, Genesis fan survey that I sent to you a couple weeks ago. I posted about this in like a hundred different Phil Collins and Genesis and Peter Gabriel and Prog Rock message boards on, on Facebook groups. I posted it on Twitter and on Instagram and on Reddit. So I think we got a pretty good variety of responses. In fact, we got 175 responses, a little bit over 175 responses, which is pretty good. I think that gives us a really good, a really fair sample. And so I asked you three questions. We're going to go through them today without much delay. The top albums, so basically ranking, we're scoring the albums. We did it a really good way. I think we got a really good fair score Ranking the albums from number 15 all the way to number one, the best songs and worst songs. Now, some of you are like, well, there's no such thing as a worst song. Well, there is. By the way, if you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Some great videos coming up. And, and thank you to all of our, our friends who have been watching these videos for almost a year now and leaving comments and being a subscriber. So really appreciate it. This fan survey was a ton of fun. Every time a new one would come, I kept refreshing it when I sent it out and I was looking at the results. As the, especially in the best albums, something, a trend started happening with a couple of albums. The top four were super unpredictable and I just did not see the top four, top five happening. But we're going to start with the worst songs. I'm going to give you 12 because I, I wanted to give you a top 10, but um, slot number 10 was had a tie and slot number nine had a tie. So technically we have 12 songs here. A little bit of a surprise uh, in the top three, if I'm being honest. Okay, so coming tied for the 10th spot was Misunderstanding in Anything She Does. I'm surprised that Anything She Does got votes just because it's a song that nobody really thinks about. But I agree, I'd put it in my top 10. Tied for number nine is Battle of Epping Forest and Follow You, Follow Me. If you, I was going to disqualify all the Follow You, Follow Me votes. The, the fact that this got that many votes, I was pissed. I love that song. Um, what a shame. Anyway, that was tied for number nine. Uh, coming in number eight is another record. Again, I would agree with that. I mean, it's, it's pretty inconsequential. It's not, you know, it's not a bad song to me. It's just not an anything song. Uh, number seven is Jesus, He Knows Me. I was pretty surprised that that went so high. I thought a lot of you liked it. Number six is Since I Lost You. Number five is Invisible Touch. Kind of surprised that that entered the top five. Number four is Hold On My Heart. So we have a lot of representation from We Can't Dance. Uh, number four is Hold On My Heart. Number three is Illegal Alien, which I thought maybe would have been a bit higher because number two got like way more votes than number three. And number two was, can you guess? I Can't Dance. That surprised me. That came up a ton. And it and it got more votes than Illegal Alien. I'm not a, an I Can't Dance fan. In fact, I would have loved for them to leave that off the record. But it was a hit song. Um, so, I mean, I get it. 
the number one slot was far in a way. I mean, the difference between I Can't Dance and Legal Alien was just a handful of votes, maybe 10 votes. Um, but who done it was like 50 votes more. And so our number one slot is no surprise at all. And that's who done it. A couple surprises for me, like uh, as I was starting to build up this top 10, but like robbery, assault and battery, like made it into the top 15. Um, same with Calling All Stations. Those are great songs. Abacab got a lot of votes for their worst song, although Abacab got a lot of votes for people's favorite song and second favorite song. So um, I was just surprised, like Robbery, Assault, and Battery to make it up. I, th I think one of the takeaways, and I'm going to do a video about this one day, the one of the takeaways from this worst song list was that fans, myself included, don't really appreciate the funny songs. So, so Every album, not every album, but a lot of albums have had kind of goofy songs. So we kind of say like, I Can't Dance and Jesus He Knows Me, which are in the top 10. Um, the album previous would be Anything She Does, right? Because it's kind of a, it's it's more of a lighthearted lyric. And that is in the top 10. The album before that, Illegal Alien, was the goofy song. That's in the top 10. The album before that, Who Done It, was the funny song of the album. That's in the top 10. Even things like Battle of Epping Forest can be considered to be like one of the more weirder, quirky songs from that record. Robbery, Assault, and Battery would be maybe like kind of the put on uh, track of A Trick of the Tail. So it's just really interesting that I think like fans from all eras uh, don't tolerate those kind of funny, goofy songs. We'll do a video on that because I found that to be really surprising, although I am one of those fans. I don't like those songs. Okay, let's move on to the best songs. I'm going to do, we're going to do top 10. We have one tie. The ninth slot was a tie. Some surprises, but not really. The real surprises come with the best albums, but there were some surprises here. By the way, if when you were voting, if you said that you're a live version of your favorite song, that, that just got a vote for the song as a whole. If you voted for just any Peter Gabriel song, that didn't count. If you voted for an entire album, I'm sorry, that didn't count. If you voted for a song I'd never heard of before that I think was from another band, I'm sorry, that didn't count. If you were voting for your least favorite Genesis song and your response was blasphemy, uh, that was funny. I like that. Okay, so top 15 best songs. We're going to do the top 10, but I, want to, I just want to quickly plow through the bottom 16 through 12, let's say, or 16 through 11 because we had a, a tied spot. So our top 10 is technically a top 11. But Duke's Travels, Duke Ends was in the 16th slot. Carpet Crawlers was in the 15th spot. Los Endos was in the 14th spot. Abacab was in the 13th spot. And In the Cage was in the 12th spot. So those are our five runners up that almost cracked the top 10. Again, we have a, a two-way tie for slot number nine in our top 10 Genesis song. So uh, that was our top five. Duke's Travels, Duke End. I kind of combined any of the votes for those two songs. I kind of, I did that with Home by the Sea too. Oh, you know one that didn't crack the top 10, but was voted on a ton of times was the Lamia. And, um, you know, I was kind of surprised by that. Like I had to go back and listen to that song again, because I was wondering why it, I mean, it cracked the top 20. It was ahead of Turn It On Again. And uh, so I, I had to listen to that again. And it is a beautiful song. I, I prefer it, to be honest. I think it is a better song. But, um, and I think Carpet Crawlers is a better song as well. And, and, and the Carpet Crawlers got more votes. But the Lamia got a lot of votes. And it made me go back and check it out. Let's start with uh, number 10 in our top 10 favorite best Genesis songs. And by the way, let's just go back over this. 175 responses. And basically, if you put it as your most favorite song, it got a certain amount of points. If you put it as your second favorite song, it got a little bit less points. And if you put it as your third favorite song, it got even less points. 
And those combined came up with the total score. And so I think by doing that and asking for three, your top three favorite songs, it allowed for songs to receive like a varying score. Coming at number 10, and this was a surprise to me, the amount of votes that this song got, and I do not disagree with it at all, is uh, was astonishing. Um, but coming in at number 10 is Entangled from the album A Trick of the Tale. Absolutely beautiful song, and I, I think it's great. I, I think it's a beautiful song, and the next song, too, it was very similar to it. And I just was kind of surprised that one of these, like, softer tunes uh, reminds me, like, a little bit reminds me of earliest earlier Genesis, like Dusk and, and that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, I, I really like Entangled, and I think it does. It wouldn't be in my top 10, um, but I was really surprised, really, really surprised. So we have a two-way tie for number nine. Uh, I got the exact same score, so I had to include them both. No tiebreakers here. The two-way tie is both from the same album, same album as Entangled as well. So our bottom three is filled out by A Trick of the Tail, which is really cool. So it was a two-way tie between Dance on a Volcano and Ripples. Now, another surprise for me was Ripples, because I kind of thought like people disliked that song. Like Your Own Special Way made it pretty high on our least favorite songs list. So I kind of thought that people put Ripples in your own special way in the same pocket. But no, it seemed like a lot of people really liked this song. 100% agree. I love the 2007 version. Absolutely beautiful song. Considering what Phil would go on to do when it comes to love songs and ballads, I mean, Ripples is just so gorgeous compared to, you know, some of the later 80s love songs and stuff. But anyway, we won't get into that. And then Dance on a Volcano also tied for the ninth spot. Great, great tune. Um, do we have anything else from this record? This is, well, I won't, no spoilers, no spoilers. All I will say is that Trick of the Tale is, um, got a lot of representation, a lot of representation, and I, I think it's rightfully so. Okay, coming in at number eight of our best songs is Domino. And again, a vote for Domino 1 or Domino 2, although nobody, everyone just said Domino or Domino 1 and 2, so there wasn't anybody specifically voting for In the Glow of the Night or whatever. So Domino comes in at number eight. Um, not a huge surprise for me. It seems to me like the theme of this survey is like people really appreciating Phil Collins as the, the front man and Phil, and Phil Collins' contribution to the band, but when they kind of embrace their darker and uh, weirder side. So Domino is number eight from Invisible Touch. Great tune. Speaking of like dark and ominous Genesis, which is where I think Phil really embraced that side of his career through as, as Genesis as this um, portal for him to do this kind of stuff. But number seven is Mama. And great to see that on the list. I didn't know how high, I didn't know where that would rank. I mean, here's the interesting thing about this entire survey. You hear these comments, right? The loudest voices on social media. You have your own opinions. Then you have like the charts, right? And this song, certain songs did really well and certain albums sold really well. In, in the Facebook world, we don't see anybody really talking about We Can't Dance being their favorite album, yet it was the best-selling record. So that there is like this incongruent reality, right? This juxtaposition of albums that sold really well, but that aren't necessarily fan favorites or critic favorites. So I feel like 175 respondents to this survey helped us kind of iron out those things because this was an anonymous survey. And so people could just say, hey, this is my favorite album, or this is my favorite song, or you know what? I don't really like this song. And so so because of that, I was kind of curious, where will songs like Mama fall? Where will songs like Invisible Touch fall? Like, are, are people actually secretly big fans of these tunes? I, I'm not sure. So Mama at number seven doesn't surprise me. I think that's where it belongs. It would probably fall in and around that area for me. 
Number six is another, uh, not a surprise at all, is Duchess. I mean, uh, the amount of times that people talk about it, the, the overjoyedness that people felt when it was included on the 2021, 2022, I'm losing track of time, on the most recent Last Domino Tour, except for that one show, I believe Chicago, was it? Anyway, um, Duchess. Duchess is at number six, and uh, I love that tune. Um, I think it's great. I think it's really, really great. I love Duke. So, and it's one of those songs, you know, people are always talking about how much they love it, especially of, from the Phil Collins era. So, it wasn't surprised for I wasn't surprised to see it on this list. Number 5. And I did a, I did a video recently and I talked about the best Phil Collins era Genesis songs. And uh this was this next song was at my top of my list or second second to top? I can't remember. Afterglow. Number five is Afterglow from Wind and Wuthering. Um, thank you. Great, great job putting this. This is a very diverse list, by the way. It covers a lot of records. And uh, yeah, I, I think Afterglow is an absolutely stunning song. Reminds me a little bit of Ripples too. Just a super beautiful chorus, a very soaring chorus. It's my, honestly, the more I think about it, it's my favorite type of Genesis. Weird and interesting and complex, yet still melodically beautiful. That's, to me, what I ask for in a Genesis song. It's why I'm not, like, a huge fan of some of the, kind of the more, like, super popular tunes, like The Musical Box, or The Knife, or even Supper's Ready. Just I don't find that they they contain that exquisite melody that you would even, you do find in Cinema Show, and that you find in Ripples, and you find it Afterglow, Duchess as well, just this gorgeous, gorgeous melody. So, Afterglow, number five. Number four is the musical box. I think we're getting into, you know, as we get into the top five best songs, I think I, less less and less surprises. There's just songs that to me, like people are, this is one of the things that I was interested about the surveys. Will people put songs on their list because they feel like they have to? Like if I did this list on Facebook and everyone had to publicly post their favorite songs, I think there would be a lot of obligation to say Supper's Ready or Firth or the musical box or the knife. But I was curious that when people could do it anonymously, would they say, you know what, actually turn it on again is my favorite song or Mama is my favorite song or you know what, it, throwing it all away is my favorite song and I can feel like I can say that now that I don't have to be pretentious and you know. But anyway, I was wrong. The sir, that These are the songs that people love. So, and rightfully so, I don't, I think complexity wise, um, these, are, these are big tunes. These are iconic tunes. So the musical box is number four, cinema show, is number three from Selling England by the Pound. I love, love Cinema Show. And of all the long tunes, of all their epic, epic songs from that early era, Cinema is my favorite by far. The song that took the second slot actually did surprise me a little bit. And it got quite a lot more votes than Cinema Show and double the votes that Musical Box did. And in our number two slot is Firth of Fifth. No arguments there. I go back and forth as to what I prefer, Cinema Show or Firth of Fifth. There are so many similarities between them, but I absolutely love this record, and, and these are the two significant tent poles of this record. So Firth of Fifth is number two, and Cinema Show is number three. Were you surprised by that? I mean, I, I, I think it's great. I think it's absolutely great. And then number one is Supper's Ready. No surprise at all. And it got, uh, you know, it got maybe 30% more votes than Firth of Fifth. And so I started to see Firth of Fifth and, and, and Supper's Ready getting closer and closer. Um, the spread happened towards the end, especially as people's second and third favorite song. Supper's Ready is not a surprise to all of you. It's not a surprise, but I think it, I thought maybe with the uh, anonymous nature of this survey that I thought maybe people might step outside the norm a little bit and say, you know what? Cinema show, I know what I like. I don't know. 
I was surprised. Surprised that I know what I like is not on this list as well. It was quite, uh, quite low, quite low. It got less votes than No Son of Mine. It got less votes than Behind the Lines. Um, Behind the Lines got a lot of votes. Blood on the Rooftops got a lot of votes. That was really cool, really surprising. Squonk got a lot of votes as well. Uh, those are all in the top 25. Burning Rope as well was in the top 25. Pretty cool. Um, so there you go. Our top 10 is uh, Entangled in number 10. Um, Ripples and Dance on a Volcano is tied for number 9. Domino is number 8. Mama, number 7. Dutch is number 6. Musical Box, number 4. Cinema Show, number 3. Firth of Fifth, number 2. And Supper's Ready, no surprise. Let's move on to the albums. The, the list we've all been waiting for, and I'll tell you. Guys, this really surprised me. This there's some surprises in here. So so basically you were meant you were asked to rate every album. So you unlike the songs you weren't asked to put them in any sort of order uh, necessarily. You were just meant to rate it out of 10. But this allowed for everybody to sit and think about calling all stations, sit and think about Abacab and give it a score like Pitchfork would uh, between 0 and 10. Although I don't know if you could give it a 0. I think you had to give it at least a 1. And I think because people were able to score each album on its own individual merit, I think that gave us some really surprising results. Let's get going. Number 15, not a surprise, from Genesis to Revelation got a score of 4.24. 4.24 out of 10. I was curious. I knew the bottom two would be calling all stations or from Genesis to Revelation. And I was curious which one would win out. And the next record is Calling All Stations, and it got a score of 4.74. So from Genesis to Revelation got 4.24, and Calling All Stations beat it with a score of 4.74. The next record, I'm very disappointed. Very disappointed in the next record, and that's Trespass. I think this is an underrated record across the board. I think it's one of their most beautiful records, their most concise, sonically concise record, but Trespass got a score of 6.65. And I, honestly, I, I that's high on my list. So you do you, you do you, but I think that should be higher. Uh, coming in number 12 is We Can't Dance. Not a huge surprise to see it that low. And it got a score of 6.72. So it got a score higher than Trespass. I think musically, artistically, Trespass is a better record. But I think for a lot of us, We Can't Dance is uh, nostalgic. And there's a lot of people who would have even discovered Genesis through We Can't Dance. It was an album I got when it came out on cassette uh, uh, for Christmas. That it was so, you know, it's meaningful in that way. I get that. Um, the next album, this surprised me. This surprised me with a low score based because we just did a review on this recently, a, a review video. But Abacab with a score of 6.98. As we get higher, the scores get a little tighter. But yeah, Abacab came in... Um, below Invisible Touch. So Abacab was 6.98. Invisible Touch is our next album with a score of 7.0. 7.0, just slightly beating Abacab. Again, these are just, this is math, okay? This isn't my list. This isn't my opinion. This is not subjective, although it's objectively everyone's subjective opinion. But I haven't, yeah, I haven't hit too many surprises, although the next album, Genesis Self-Titled, got a score of 7.35. So even though I like Mama a lot, I like Home by the Sea, I like Silver Rainbow, it's going to get better, that's all. They're all good in their own way. I don't know, like, I don't know if I'd put it above Abacab or even Invisible Touch because Invisible Touch is so, um, it was so successful, so iconic. And if you're not a fan of pop music, that's okay. But I think it's a real interesting blend of pop and new wave and and, and prog, like the Brazilian and Domino and 
Tonight, tonight, I just surprised that that was people put that lower than self-titled. After this, like we're not going chronological anymore. That's the surprising thing. Self-titled got a score of seven point three five. So far, we've been somewhat chronological, and I hate it when people rank Genesis records and they essentially just start at Nursery Crime and go all the way up to Calling All Stations. I feel like that's just not very creative. I don't think it's the truth either. But this next one will surprise you. Coming in at our eighth slot, this will surprise a lot of you, is Nursery Crime. Nursery Crime got a score of 7.45, just above Genesis self-titled. Again, not my numbers. The next record is, and then there were three, a score of 7.5. So even though I am I do like a lot of tracks on this record, and every time I put it on, I'm always surprised by it, I would not put this record higher than Invisible Touch. I wouldn't put higher than Abacab. I certainly wouldn't put it higher than Trespass, um, but that's just me. You guys do you. And then there were three was surprisingly well-rated with a score of 7.5. I just want to go back to Abacab and Trespass for a second, because I believe they're kind of low on this list. To me, when you give it a, a, an average rating, Abacab an average rating of 6.9, you're saying that like 30% of the record isn't good, which, I mean, I guess that's true. We certainly know that one song isn't great, but I don't know. I We're not going to get into it. But to say that Trespass, to say that 40% of the record isn't good, you guys, what's wrong with you? Coming in at number six, this surprised me. These, these two records, one of them I've already mentioned, these two records I always see together in a pair, really surprised me that this came in at number six, and that's Foxtrot. Foxtrot coming in at number six is a, a huge shocker, and the fact that Nursery Crime and Foxtrot didn't make the top five is shocking. It really is. I kind of just thought, honestly... I thought this survey would be kind of predictable, sort of in the way that the best songs were. I kind of thought it would be like Nursery Crime, Foxtrot, you know what I mean? The Lamb, that kind of stuff. So I was kind of surprised by that. Foxtrot got a rating of 8.17. 8.17. Pretty cool. So coming in above Foxtrot, I would have never guessed this. I wouldn't have bet $100 on this. Wind and Wuthering. A great album. I have no complaints. A lot of the songs from this record made it in the top 25 best songs, like One for the Vine, Afterglow, 11th Earl Mar, I think was in the top 25, top 30 songs. Not a lot of people love Your Own Special Way or Walk Gorilla. I think they're great. I think it's a great album. So a score of 8 point, sorry, 8.38, um, totally justified. Wind and Wuthering is our fifth best Genesis album, according to our Genesis fan survey. Okay, are you ready? Our top four, in my opinion, was a shocker. And the... The two albums that were battling for the third and fourth spot kept going back and forth. Every time a new vote would come in, they kept switching spots. And the same thing for our top two. Number one and number two kept switching spots. Finally, after a couple of more votes, it settled out and we got our score in our final list. And um, But the top four I find to be really shocking. And you can let me know in the comments if these surprise you. But number four... And even just saying number, saying this at number four, I think will surprise a lot of you. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway. The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway came in at number four and got a score of 8.41. Now, I think the reason is, yes, it's an iconic record. Yes, it's a double album. It's Peter's last album. It's got great artwork. It's a great concept record. It's become this one of the most iconic concept records of that era. Even music fans who are not Genesis fans will have this record in their collection just to feel cultured. But I think at the end of the day, it's not everyone's favorite listening experience. It's a little bit of a complex uh, listening experience, and that's kind of being 
that's being kind. There are fantastically beautiful moments. By the way, Anyway was high up on our list, and I think that's a such an underrated song. I love that track. But I think when it comes down to it, I, and I think you you have to give it a score, I don't think a lot of people just would automatically give it a 10. I think some people did, but I think some people also rated it a little bit more critically. And uh, that's why it's in our number four spot. So Lamb Lies Down on Broadway with an 8.41. In our number three spot, an album that was fighting neck and neck with The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway is Duke. One of my favorite records. It, well, it is my favorite record. Back and forth with Selling England by the Pound. Um, but Duke got a score of 8.47. And so 8.47 is its final score. The Lamb got 8.41. So they were going back and forth. And and. As soon as Duke kind of edged out the lamb, I was just shocked. I mean, I know, I think the moral of this whole project to me is that people really love like a certain era of Genesis. Like the majority, the majority of people love this certain Phil Collins trick to, let's say Duke or trick to Abacab era, because I think it still retained a lot of the Peter Gabriel purists. And I think it also still entertains the Invisible Touch or the Mama and Beyond era. So I think it's like the most middle ground is, is and I think that's why Duke is high up here on this list. Okay, now before I talk about number one and number two, because obviously when I say number two, you're going to know what number one is, but these were also neck and neck and their scores represent that absolutely neck and neck. And it was another shocker. I mean, I'm telling you the top four was a shocker as is, but number one and number two was an even bigger shocker in my opinion. So number two, and again, this is going to give away number one, but uh, number two is Selling England by the Pound with a score of 8.99. And I'll just quickly tell you that number one, A Trick of the Tail, um, and that had a score of 9.01. So Trick of the Tail was the only one to get a nine or higher, and it got a 9.01 score. And Selling England by the Pound got 8.99, so just about a 9 score. So this was really shocking to me. And again, it kept going back and forth, back and forth. And finally, after a couple of final votes, A Trick of the Tail pulled ahead. But go back to our best song list. Remember, our, our three songs from A Trick of the Tail were in our top 10. So that's telling. Whereas only two songs from Selling England by the Pound were in our top 10. So, I mean, it starts to show you that people are basing their favorite albums on how many favorite songs of theirs are on the record. That's kind of my takeaway here is like Duke is high because of Duchess and because of Behind the Lines, which then both of those rated extremely high. Same with Turn It On Again, same with Heat Haze and same with Duke's End and Duke's Travels. And so despite some weaker moments on that record, I think people chose their favorite album based on how many of their favorite songs were on there. And I think the same could be said for A Trick of the Tail, Squonk uh, rated really high, Ripples, Entangled, and Dance on a, a Volcano rated really high. Los Endos was in the top 15. And not to criticize The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, because I don't want to light up the comments with, with, with defenders of that great record, but that's a great record for a different reason, and I don't think it's for any individual song, aside maybe from Carpet Crawlers. But The Lamb Lies Down on Broadway, the song, wasn't even in the top 50 uh, best songs for people. Anyway, and It and The Lamia, that showed up. But as a whole, I don't think there are too many songs, I guess, in The Cage also as well. But yeah, anyway. And I think maybe that would be a theory as to why Foxtrot and Nursery Crime is lower on this list, 
because Supper's Ready and the Musical Box couldn't carry those albums to the top of this list. That's that's just a theory. Honestly, like the more I think about that theory, the more I think I might be right because some of the albums that are lower on this list, like Abacab, the only song from Abacab that made it in our top 25 was the song Abacab. Nobody really, I mean, No Reply at All was probably the next uh, most favorite song, but also equal amount of people said it was their least favorite song. Same with Trespass. The only song that that even came close to the top 30 was Stagnation. And We Can't Dance, nobody picked uh, any songs from We Can't Dance from their top favorite, except for Fading Lights. But Fading Lights didn't even crack the top 40 favorite songs. So not a lot of people voted for Fading Lights, which I was surprised by. No Son of Mine got did pretty well. I think it was top 30, maybe even top 25. But I think this theory of like, if an album doesn't have contain a lot of songs that you really enjoy, you're going to rank. I know that's an obvious statement, but it just feels like in the message boards and in the history of the band, there's so much talk about The Lamb and Foxtrot and Nursery Crime. You know, I was just surprised to see, at the end of the day, in an anonymous survey, um, people put Trick of the Tail as their number one favorite Genesis record, which, you know, I think that's fine. I think I love that record. I think it's fine. I would put Sailing England by the Pound a little bit higher, but yeah. Before you go, I want to know from you in the comments, what was the biggest surprise for you of this whole best songs, worst songs, and best albums of this fan survey? What stood out to you the most? Was it a song that you love that made it onto the worst songs list? Was it a song that you don't really like that made it onto the best songs list? And which of these albums was the most surprising? For me, it was the fact that Trick of the Tail made it to number one. It was the fact that Lamb Lies Down was number four and that Abacab was so low. But Really interesting list. Thank you so much to everyone who participated in the survey. There'll be more surveys in the in the future, I'm sure we'll figure out. So if you missed out on this one, but we got 175 respondents, which is awesome. Thank you for watching. Please subscribe. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode. If you want to find out more about the show, go to everythingphilcollins.com. Oh, and don't forget to subscribe and please leave a review of the show. That really helps.